0: good morning, dear IOF 2020 podcast listener. We are here this morning with Evie Lippens. Evie is a researcher at ILVO, and today she's is representing within IOF 2020 the mid trial. Hello, welcome, Evie.
1: Good morning, classmate.
0: Good morning. So thank you for uh, accepting to uh, dedicate us a bit of your time. We are here to talk uh, this morning about the the challenges that the the mid-trial is confronted to uh, with the COVID and the COVID measures, of course. Uh, Let's start just simple. Can you elaborate a bit on the challenges that you have seen and how the sector is struggling?
1: So uh, what we see now is that there is a shift in the traditional food demand um, in Europe. So in the sense that um, not Restaurants are closed, some are now restarting, but um, there is a shift and people have to stay at home, cook at home, so they go less uh, often to a restaurant. And there is a certain niche within um, the meat sector of offering products um, mainly to restaurants. So these are high end um, beef products, for instance. And um, there we see that um, there is a significant decrease in demand of these products, so um, this is, of course, in affecting um, a subset of the farmers that can't now sell any anymore, their beef or have to sell it at reduced prices.
0: I see. So meaning that the, all the demand that was driven by the, the, the restaurants, um, they, it's not being reabsorbed by uh, supermarkets or uh, citizens. So no. it cannot even be, I mean, with maybe with more difficulty... To uh, re-exported but there is also um issues at the border is that right
1: yes indeed that is also an issue and maybe there is options for storage but this is probably also something that needs to be be uh, looked into and um, and it's also finding a new um customer base um, you, you might be able to sell it to other customers but you have to find a way to reach these So um, this was also an idea that use case 5.4 had. So this is a use case um, focusing on decision-making optimization in beef supply chain. Um, So they are looking into the idea if it's potentially possible in the next coming uh, months or weeks to find other solutions for their farmers to offer um, their their high-end beef product um, to other customers or maybe within a certain country or even export abroad. But indeed, it's like you said, export can also be hampered by um, yeah, difficulties in crossing borders.
0: Well, I'm just taking my personal uh, situation. Um, I, I didn't stop um, eating meat or buying meat, but I'm going to my uh, local hutch And uh, well... At the moment it doesn't seem to have uh, difficulties in supplies but when i miss his opening hours uh, then i go to my local uh, grocery store and they also have meat which seems to be arriving at a regular pace so i didn't notice any uh, shortage but i'm wondering um would that meat which is here in the um, in the shop come from a, a different source than normal because Let's imagine if it was coming from uh, Germany, then it's not the case anymore. It, it could have been uh, sourced from a local producer.
1: I'm not sure if it's such an international issue. I think it is more that as a beef farmer you have your supply chain and this can be that you normally supply um, big retail partners or local butchers and I think in that sense there is no problem but if you specifically targeting the high and meat market and mainly are delivering to restaurants then I think at this point you do have a problem at the moment and it's especially for these farmers that a solution should be found and that they also can either um, find also a market in, in, in local butchers or, or or in the retail partners or find other customers directly um, to sell their products. So I think it's just a certain niche within um, the meat sector that might have some problems at the moment, because indeed there is no um, shortage of uh, meat products in your local supermarkets or at your butcher.
0: Mm. And- <laughs> But as you mentioned at the beginning of this interview, to um, so the production um, is still the same, let's say, it's only that, um, uh, the, the sales which are uh, decreased. And um, I, I believe that it would have a, an influence on the prices. Uh, probably they would, um, they would go down uh, if this continues too long. Or, okay. Well, that can be an issue um, that would put at risk the whole um, production system of meat.
1: Yeah, at least for I think certain farmers, there is a risk of that, of course. So it's also um, they are now faced with more complex issues of, of management of their management of their stock and the logistics on how to um, find new ways of finding customers and points of sales. Um, and at the same time guaranteeing that there is no increased food waste and that um, yeah, the animals have um, sufficient welfare at the farm and can stay there under the best conditions possible.
0: And yeah, the best condition possible, uh, well it's, it's good that you, you bring that up. Um, in IOF, we also consider uh, the, the feed supply, uh, but also the, the the remote health monitoring of animals. So. Um, Have you noticed uh, within uh, your uh, use cases uh, of IOF 2020 that these tools were um, demonstrating themselves uh, quite helpful because then the veterinarian, for instance, they don't necessarily need to be there in person, they can have access to all this monitoring data or is that something that you uh, observed?
1: So, yes, indeed, within the meat trail, um, there are a lot of use cases who work on um, IoT solutions that monitor the health of animals that can be of beef cattle, but that can also be of um, pigs and of poultry. And um, indeed, that is a good way of monitoring your health, um, staying on top of your management of your animals and doing this in a very efficient way so um, you don't necessarily always need direct contact with um, local veterinarians or advisors because you can share data that comes that comes from sensors within your stables and you can share that data with um, external um, caretakers or or stakeholders. Um, So this helps indeed to um, guarantee social distancing and at the same time guarantee the best management over um, your livestock.
0: Well, that's also valid for the the feed supplies. Am I right? Because then you can also um, make sure that uh you order uh in the right time and you don't have a shortage and it's also exactly the right kind of feed that you that you that you need uh which is
1: there is also a use case working on um feed supply chain management that is use case 5.5 and um they are measuring how much feed um, stock is still left in your silos with using a 3d camera system so that way they can predict uh, how much feed is still in your silos and when um, your feed supplier has to pass around you um, come by you to uh, fill up your silos again so that you have sufficient feedstock um, for all your animals um, at the at your farm so um, also another way of not needing to go and check whether it's something that can happen um, automatically um, and in that way also reduces your interaction with other people that have to come to the farm so you don't have unnecessary deliveries of, uh, of feed supply and um, so the feed can come whenever it is needed and it can come uh, at the optimal time both for the farmer as for the uh, feed supplier.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I had in mind. Um, so we already sort of talking about the solutions that um, IORF 2020 use cases have um, to offer. Uh, but uh, have you noticed uh, if uh, these COVID measures have um, impacted their activity or do you think that they also now... Uh, understand that their solution is, um, well, so to say, getting an an increased added value in these uh, Corona times. So uh, have they adapted their activity? Are they now uh, looking at different ways of offering their services, for instance, uh, to other services in health, for instance? I don't know.
1: So indeed, I think um, our use cases were already convinced of the added value of their developed solutions for the farmers and for the food sector. And I think this COVID crisis has highlighted some other as- some more aspects of that. So indeed, um, increasing your management by using IoT solutions can help you in making better uh, management um, decisions, which, and that's management can be rather complex these days with, um, changes in, in food supply demand. So this is an extra help that can, um, lighten the stress and the burden on the farmers. On the other hand, what we also see is that our use cases are very inventive and a way that they want to also make their solutions available for a broader community, so not only for the agri-food sector. And one example for that is from use case 5.5, feed supply chain management. So um, they have offered their um, logistics tools that is um route planner that helps to find the optimal way to do pickup and delivery of um, goods. They use it for the feed supply and silos. Now, they made that um, feature uh, available to local hospitals and care centers in the Barcelona area so that they can use the tool for the optimal pickup of uh, necessary um protective clothing for um, the people working in the hospital. So we think about um, aprons and uh, masks, facial masks. So they um, made that tool available and also hospitals are using it. So it's just a way that what they developed within um, the INF project for their use case is now slightly um, changed and made available for free um, to also help these challenges that are now coming from this COVID crisis. And I think this is a very um, wonderful initiative that um, really shows that the community is coming together um, and that where we can help that also um, use cases are willing to help and do their best um, to open up their technology.
0: Yeah, that's a very nice example. And it's also very unexpected that you wouldn't imagine this connection between um, uh, a research project such as IOF, uh, developing remote Rules for uh, animal care, uh, which is also now 100% applied to uh, a human healthcare system.
1: it's <laughs> <Yes, laughs> so, in, in the right way of, of looking at it, but indeed, it's just. Um, I think we sometimes forget we are thinking. What can we? Um, how can we optimize our solution? Sometimes we need to look it from a broader picture and see. Um, maybe we can position our solution in a broader context and help more people um, in another application. And I think at the end, this can open doors for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, well, we might even uh, compete with other projects dedicated to these kind of uses. <laughs> but uh, no, it's a very uh, unexpected example. So thanks for bringing that up. I uh, didn't even know about it. Um, and uh, I think uh, we are reaching the end of uh, this interview, if I'm looking at the time. Evie, um, uh, I'm going to ask you, do you have uh, takeaway message or uh, something that you want our listeners, uh, maybe policymakers to, to hear uh, or something from the stakeholders of the mid-sectors? I mean, I've, I'm leaving you deciding on that, but um, let's hear it.
1: I think it's important to remember to not leave anyone behind. So um, we should find solutions that help as many people as possible. Um, and on the other hand, I think when you have a solution, maybe think a bit from a broader picture and see maybe I can apply it, make some tweaks or adjustments and apply it for another application, um, for, for, for free or, or at a reduced cost. So to help, um, further the community, because it's because of, um, the community that we are able to have. To, to do such a project like IOF 2020. And I think all of us are really happy to also give back.
0: Well, that's a good takeaway message and it's full of uh, generosity and uh, hope. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Evie, for your time and, uh, and expertise on this topic and also for bringing some uh, such cheerful uh, illustration of what IOF can do. So I would invite our listeners to, if they want to hear more and to learn more about what solutions are currently being developed in iof go on our website, iof2020.eu. And you can there get in touch with us or with the use case of your choice, should you be interested in learning more about the solution. And thanking you all for following uh, the IOF 2020 COVID-19 podcasts.